Well, let's just say that's as bad as it gets. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. It is the Locked On Hoosiers podcast. I'm your man, Jacob Goins. I appreciate you making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked On College. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. We are a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. If you're on YouTube, drop the subscribe. It's free. Helps us out. Helps you out become a part of this family, this community, as we continue to grow here on the Locked On Hoosiers YouTube channel. You can like the video as well. You may not be a fan of what we have to talk about, but you can still be a fan of the video. So please like that. If you're on any of your audio podcasting platforms, we are free and available wherever you get your podcast so be sure you subscribe and turn on notifications there as well that's as bad as it gets for a basketball team to play on the road in conference in this in college basketball I'm just going to be straight up with you that is as bad as it gets as Indiana goes on the road and loses to Rutgers 66 to 57 and look I will be the first one to tell you I was wrong I was extremely wrong, very wrong, 100% wrong about this game. And what's unfortunate here is I really did feel good about this game. I did. I felt really good about it. I thought Indiana could carry over what they did against Ohio State on Saturday, overcome some of the problems, and go out and beat an average basketball team. Rutgers is an average team really below average. I mean, they're sure their records above 500, but they put up 66 points. They didn't do anything special. They didn't do anything spectacular here. Even though I've got Rutgers fans in my YouTube comments saying otherwise, Rutgers didn't do anything here. Indiana just played horrible basketball, (laughs) horrible basketball here. And they lose 66 to 57. That's as bad as it gets for a team, not just in a game on the road, in conference play. What do you want to talk about? You want to talk about dirty play? You want to talk about the free throw numbers? How about the guard play? Good God, it's horrible. How about the turnovers? How about the rebounding battle again that you got crushed in in this game? Everything bad that Indiana does throughout this season, they typically have one or two things bad that they do each game. Not this time. This time they said, hey, let's just take everything horrible that we do and throw it all together in one game, and that's exactly what happened. And that's why you see the result of 66-57 against the Rutgers Scarlet's Knights. Indiana falls to 3-2 and two in conference play, now 11-5. and five. Rutgers is 9-6, and six, getting their first conference win. That's nice. That's always nice to be that team to give you your first conference win out of your starting five. Malik Renew had 13. McKenzie Mbaku had 13. And Khalil Ware had 13. Trey Galloway had 8. And Xavier Johnson had two. The complete opposite of what I said I wanted to happen was Xavier Johnson to come out and have another good game and continue to lead the offense and be a leader 
on this team, but he decided to go and get crazy and kick some dude in the between the legs and get kicked out of the game with a flagrant two and get ejected. Way to go, Xavier. Nice job, 60 or senior. Way to go on that. Whether you agree with the ejection or not, it doesn't matter. Be better. Be smarter, right? Be who you are. Be a leader. And he wasn't in that situation. Not to mention your eight total whopping points from your bench. Whoop-de-doo. You got six from CJ Gunn and a whole two points from Gabe Cups. All right. This team has so many issues. And when they only have, you know, one or two of those issues that come up in a game like the Ohio State game, they can overcome those things. You can overcome being out-rebounded. You can overcome giving up some threes. Heck, you can even overcome a bad night at the free throw line. But you can't have bad rebounding, bad free throw shooting, bad overall shooting, bad guard play, and bad turnovers all in the same game on the road in the Big Ten. You cannot do it. And yet here we are, and we're talking about another horrible performance for this Indiana team. And again, it really is up to you where we want to start. I look at the rebounding battle. Right, You come off a game against Ohio State where you gave up 22 offensive rebounds, and we said, man, you got to be better. you got to box out. you got to find a body when the shot goes up. What did Indiana do? And they backed it up with giving up 19 against Rutgers in this game where Rutgers was able to take advantage of that as well and just kill you once again on offensive rebounds giving up 19 total offensive rebounds, and you somehow pulled even in defensive rebounds. But you get out-rebounded 51-40, to so again, you got crushed on the boards. And I don't know how that happens with a 7-footer and two guys that are damn near 7-foot. I don't know how that happens, but here we are. You also look at some of the shooting numbers here. Indiana shot 39%, which is not good, but Rutgers only shot 32%, and you made two more baskets than them. Here's your problem. 7 of 26 from deep. Uh, Shoot, that's good for this Indiana team at 27%. I think you shoot too many of them, especially late in that basketball game, trying to get back in it when you got down by 6 and 7. But here's where you lost the game. Here's where you lost the game. You got outscored by 15 points at the free throw line. Why? Because Rutgers went 19 of 28. A, they got 28 attempts, and B, they made 19 of them, which is good for 68%. Not terrible, not good, but not terrible for a team. Indiana goes 4 of 15 for 27%. 4 of 15? Are we serious? 4 of 15 from the free throw line for the entire team. That includes McKenzie Mbaka, who's Mr. Automatic, and he missed three in this game. And the free throw shooting was horrible. Malik Renu, he's normally pretty reliable there, 0 for 2. Mbako, 2 for 5. Khalil Ware, which we don't normally rely on him, 2 of 6. Galloway, 0 of 2. Xavier Johnson, didn't get there. And of course, nobody on the bench shot free throws either. God, there's so much more to talk about. There's so much more to get to. I mean, we could spend hours talking about how bad this game was. But let me tell you this. This is as bad as it gets. This is as bad of a performance as you can have on the road in the Big Ten that you're going to see in college basketball. But here's the problem. Are we going to see this type of performance again? There's a decent chance. 
And for somebody like me, who's been pretty positive about this team and been pretty positive about this program, it's games like this that just rip my heart out because I really had confidence here. I did. I did a whole episode where there were a lot of you that came after me, and that's understandable because I believe that this team could build off of what they did on Saturday, but they proved to me that they can't. They proved to me that they don't have it in them right now to do that in this conference. Does that mean they can't do it later on? No, but they sure as heck can't do it right now. And to me, that's really disappointing. Coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers, we'll continue to break down this disaster of a basketball game as Indiana falls to Rutgers 66-57. to We'll look at the horrific guard play. We'll look at the turnovers. We'll look at some more shooting performances, figure out what in the world this team can do, and then start looking ahead on the show and looking ahead in this season, as the Hoosiers got to turn this thing around, man. They don't have more, they don't have a lot of time to lick their wounds. They've got some big games coming up in the Big Ten. We'll talk about that all that coming up here on Locked On Hoosiers in just a second. Today's episode of Locked On Hoosiers is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move that I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team that you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Uh, I talked about this quite a bit. My job uses LinkedIn Jobs. We have openings in the past that I've been here. We've used LinkedIn Jobs. It is fast. It is easy. And you can post the job for free. It takes just a couple of clicks to post it. It also takes a couple of clicks to find it, which is really, really great about LinkedIn Jobs. And it's also not just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. And when you're trying to achieve those goals as a small business in 2024, that's why you have to have the right team around you to achieve those goals. And it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, and easy. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnCollege to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back into a Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day and your go-to spot for all things Indiana Hoosiers content. Want to remind you that uh, here at Locked On, we have launched the Locked On Sports Today show here on YouTube if you're watching on the video. And you can go check that out. Give them a subscribe. They would greatly appreciate it. 24-7 coverage of professional sports, college sports, leagues, you name it. We got it here at Locked On. And it's all over at Locked On Sports Today. They're here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. While you're subscribing to them, before you leave here, be sure you drop a subscribe to us as well. We would appreciate it. It helps us out. You can become a part of this wonderful community here at Locked On Hoosiers. Indiana loses to Rutgers 66-57 to in the middle of the week on the road. They drop their first, no, excuse me, second Big Ten game of the year as Indiana now three and two in conference play thanks to a loss to Nebraska and now to Rutgers hey good thing is at least Purdue lost right at least Purdue lost and they lost to Nebraska too so and hey 
just just a side note, really quick. Just a side note. I know we got a lot more to talk about with Indiana and uh, and um and in this game here. How about Nebraska? Huh? How about Nebraska hosting the number one team in the country, Purdue? They didn't just beat them; they whooped them, eighty-eight seventy-two. Put it on them, man. Good, put it on them. You gotta love that. Sorry about that. Gotta love that, man. Eighty-eight seventy-two. Final score for Nebraska taking down Purdue. So, hey, if you're looking for a silver lining, Hoosier fans, there it is. Indiana falls to Rutgers, unfortunately. Nope, they fall 66-57. to We've been talking about the different problems from this game. And I just, I can't look past the fact that Indiana's guard play is horrific. It's terrible. It's horrible. Indiana does not have guards. They just don't. They don't have good guards that can play legitimate minutes, that can give you legitimate scoring threats. Their liabilities on defense. They can't help you on offense. They can't give you any leadership on the floor. So guess what? I asked the question, why are they there? Why are you playing? If you can't give me anything that a guard's supposed to give me, why am I giving you significant minutes? Trey Galloway. In 33 minutes tonight, he played the third most minutes out of anybody on the team. 4 of 13 from the floor. 0 of 4 from deep. 0 of 2 from the line. He had a crazy outstanding two rebounds. He did get five assists, so I'll give him a little bit of credit there. Three steals, so that's not too bad. Two turnovers, four fouls, and eight points. Whoop-de-doo, right? Like, where is Kansas, Trey Galloway? Where is that? Uh, that has not, that was a one-time thing. You want to talk about a one-off situation? That was it. Oh my goodness. That was it. I mean, that was a situation where Trey Galloway had the game of his life in the one of the biggest games of the year, and it still wasn't enough. So I don't know what you are, I don't know what we're supposed to expect from, from Trey Galloway. And then Xavier Johnson. In 24 minutes, 1 of 4 from the floor, 0 of 2 from 3, nothing on from the free throw line. Of course, had two total points, and he got ejected. The guy got ejected. He also had five turnovers, so there you go. How about that? Two assists to five turnovers and an ejection. That's a great stat line for your starting point guard. Gabe Cups played five minutes, had one bucket. CJ Gunn played 21 minutes off the bench because of Xavier Johnson being ejected here. He was two of seven from the floor, two of six from deep. That's way too many threes for him and had six total points, had no assists and no turnovers. And you could just tell, like watching this team play and watching other teams defend us, they're not scared of our guards. They're not. They're they're not worried about Xavier Johnson or Trey Galloway or CJ Gunn or Gabe Cups or Anthony Leo or whoever heck else we else put out there. They're not worried about it. They're not stressed. They're not worried and pressured and scared by our guards because they're non-threats. They're not doing anything. And I've said this before, Malik Renu and Mackenzie and Baca and Khalil Ware, they can't do it all. They can't do it all. They're all big men. It's not how basketball works, folks. You can have elite big men. And I think where Renu and Mbako are good big men and have been elite at times and can be elite in the right system, in the right situation with the help of the right guard play. 
Every big man has a guard that helps him out. How many big men do you see just doing their own thing? And the guards go underrated. They do. Look at Zach Eady at Purdue. He's got his guys, I promise. I know he does. I've seen it. Hunter Dickinson, same thing at Kansas, right? You can think about other guys. Chet Holmgren when he was at Gonzaga. Like, big men have guards that help them. They always have and they always will. Except these guys. These guys don't have a single guard to get them the basketball, help them out offensively, move the defense around with the basketball, and find openings to give it to them. They don't have that. Indiana goes down and half the time they don't even give the ball inside. But when they do, they say, all right, Malik Renew, you're 18 feet from the basket. Good luck. Go score. Good luck. Hope you get there. Same thing with Khalil Ware. And then McKenzie and Baco shooting eight three-pointers. Like, I know he's got confidence, and I know he typically has the green light, and one of those was early, which typically seems to happen. Indiana can draw up a play to get him open, but this team should not be shooting 26 threes. They just shouldn't. I don't care that they made seven of them. Don't shoot 26 of them. You're not that good. You're not that team. You're not. And again, I know a lot of those were late, but still, the lack of guard play is killing this team. Look at every team that wins a national championship in college basketball. Every team that goes and wins the NCAA tournament. What do they have? They have elite guard play. They have solid guard play, at least. Indiana has none. None right now. None consistently anyway. And that's the biggest issue. What happens if we get the Xavier Johnson we saw on Saturday against Ohio State? What happens if we get the Trey Galloway we saw against Kansas, right? What happens if we get the C.J. Gunn that we know is in there, we just can't quite get him out yet? What happens if we get all of that together and you get double digits from Renew and Mbako and Ware, you wasted a 17-rebound performance from Khalil Ware, who had a double-double with 17 freaking rebounds. And you wasted that performance. You wasted it. Unbelievable. And the turnovers were, were just brutal, too, here, as we wrap up this segment as well. Turnovers in this game, man. You can't have 18 turnovers on the road. You just can't do it. You can't have eight. You come off of games with four turnovers. And then you go into 18 on the road and you give up 18 points off those turnovers. Guess what? You lost this game by nine. Guess how many points you were outscored by in in points off turnovers? Nine. 18 to nine. That's what you lost by. And it's the little things like that on the road in the Big Ten that matter. And it is the difference between winning and losing. And it's the difference between giving the worst team in the rankings in the Big Ten their first win in conference play. That's not a good Rutgers team. It's not. I will stand by that. I will stand by that. But how good is Indiana? That's the question we're asking ourselves. That's the question everybody's asking themselves. And I just don't think we know. It's so up and down. It's the worst roller coaster ride I've ever been on. Because we truly just don't know what this team's going to be. Coming up here on Locked on Hoosiers, we'll get to our final segment. We'll talk about how can we learn, grow, I don't know, move on, hopefully, from this game. What's coming up for the Hoosiers and how can they bounce back legitimately? How can you rebound? How can you get better from this? It's not the first time we've seen an ugly loss. It's not the first time we're going to see them play another game after that. We'll talk about all that coming up in just a second here 
on Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode of Locked on Hoosiers is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. So speaking of the NFL, if you want to sign up this weekend for FanDuel with the playoff games, sign up, place five bucks, you're going to get 150 in bonus bets. Just like that. Don't have to win. Don't have to lose. Doesn't matter. You're going to get 150 in bonus bets just for placing a $5 bet on the playoffs this weekend. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, uh, like same-game parlays, uh, live same-game parlays. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, uh, the best way to find popular parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, and much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Final segment here on Locked on Hoosiers. I appreciate you making this your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. We're a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. We talk about this every time. What next? Uh, I mean, what what's next for this team, for this Indiana squad? How can, how can they move on from this? I mean... What do you tell your team after possibly their worst performance of the year? Uh, I mean, when everything possible, every single problem you have comes out in this game, uh, I mean, you just, you, you, what do you tell your team? I don't know. This is the lowest, I think this is the lowest total of the year. It is. It matches your lowest total offensively with 57 going all the way back to that UConn game in the fourth game of the year. What do you tell your team? After this, knowing you have to bounce back, thank God you get to come home. How many times have we said that this year? Thank goodness you get to come home and play Minnesota, who, by the way, isn't a bad team. We've talked about this. They're 12 and three, three and one in conference play with wins over Michigan, Maryland, and that Nebraska team that Indiana can't beat. That Nebraska team that just beat the number one team in the country, Purdue. So, yeah, Minnesota's not too bad. Their loss was to Ohio State. That one was on the road. Coming up, I mean, you get this game uh, Friday night here at home. But again, we've talked about this in the past, and I've said, okay, let's focus on one or two things, right? Let's focus on rebounding, or let's focus on not turning the ball over, or let's focus on better guard play. But, God, when everything goes wrong, what do you do? What what are you supposed to do here if you're head coach Mike Woodson? And Here's what I'll say. I think a lot of this fan base, not even think, I know a lot of this fan base has lost faith. They've checked out. They've lost faith on head coach Mike Woodson. And that's sad. That's sad. Not just because it's Mike Woodson, not just because it's Woody, not just because it's Indiana. I'm saying just in general, the fact that a college basketball fan base, not everybody, but a large consensus of you have given up on him, and you don't believe that he can adjust this team and change this team midseason here in the first, second week of January. And I don't know if you're wrong. I don't know if you're wrong, because what has he done to this point to prove that to us, right? What has he done coaching-wise, development-wise, adjustment-wise to lead us to believe that they're going to get any better? Is this the team that they are? 
is this the team that we're going to see for the rest of the year? I don't know. But this is the time. In year three, right, I fully believe college football, college basketball, baseball, you name it, a coach deserves some time. They do. They deserve some time. And we understood coming into this season, this was going to be a pretty big coaching battle, a coaching challenge for head coach Mike Woodson here. We knew that. Given what this team was, 10 new faces, there's a lot to take in here. But to this point, he's failed the test. Mike Woodson has failed the test of this season with this team because nothing has gotten better. All the problems we had in game one still remain. How many times have I said that? And the scary part is we ask ourselves this question, how many more performances are we going to see like that? How many more games are we going to see where all the problems for this team come together? What happens if it's against Purdue? You're going to get beat by 40. You're going to let them drop 100 on you, and you're not going to break 60. What happens in these swing games that Indiana cannot afford to be losing right now, and you start dropping them? You're going to miss the NCAA tournament, and that's not acceptable here. That's not okay in Bloomington to miss the NCAA tournament. I'm sorry, it's not. You know that, I know that, and I sure hope Mike Woodson knows that. Because the pace we're on, if nothing changes, because I still have confidence here, I do. I am not turning my back on this team. I'm not. Because I think the talent is there, and it can come together. But if nothing changes from here on out, they won't. They won't make it. They won't make it to the big dance. We won't begin to do episodes about March Madness and have fun in March. We're going to be miserable in March. Things have to change. And you can't just put that all on him. That's a coaching staff thing. And look, I put that on some players too, man. I put that on some players. You've got enough seniors in there. You have enough experienced players in there. Figure something out. You can't just keep going back and doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting results. What's that the definition of? Insanity? You can't do that. We can all agree the talent's here, man. The talent's here. And the talent on this current roster should never go up against the talent right now on that Rutgers team and lose the way you did. That should never happen. I don't care that it's on the road. You can play this thing out in the ocean on a boat. You should never lose like this to that Rutgers team. And I think that's a better Rutgers program. I think they're on the rise. We see what they're doing in recruiting. They're on the rise. But right now, with the rosters the way they are, you never should have lost that game. But everything that you have wrong with you, this team, all the problems came out at the same time. And you're going to have those games. You are. You're going to have those games in a season. But, man, this was a tough time to do it, wasn't it? This was a tough time to have it against the team I thought you should have been favored against. Apparently, you weren't at the start, right? You were not favored. And I guess Vegas knows what they're doing. The nice Those buildings are pretty nice in Las Vegas, I like to say. And Rutgers takes down your Indiana Hoosiers 66-57. to Here's what the Hoosiers have coming up before we wrap up. Home on Friday against Minnesota. Or excuse me, that's, yeah, that is Friday against Minnesota. You have Purdue coming in next week. That's at home. God, that's at home, man. And did you hear how I said it? I wasn't even excited. We're going to be. We're going to be very excited, but God, things have to change before then. 
And you that's when you start that brutal stretch at Wisconsin, at Illinois. Your next four games, man. Your next four games are important. We'll have an episode talking about this probably sometime next week before the Purdue game, maybe on Monday. We'll talk about this important stretch that's coming up for the Indiana Hoosiers. You've got to find a way to get through and get some wins and look look past the 66-57 loss against Rutgers. We'll talk about that in a later episode. That will do it for today's episode, though. I appreciate you making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen each and every day. I'm going to tell you like it is. I am. I'm going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you like it is. Whether I'm right, whether I'm wrong, I'm going to tell you. And I'll own it if I'm right, and I'll own it if I'm wrong. And I was wrong here. I was wrong. And we're going to have to go back to the draw board to see what's going on with this team and take some deeper dives into this thing. I appreciate you. I appreciate you being here. Shout out to the everydayers. You are the reason we're here. We're growing, man. And hey, the boss is upstairs. They're noticing what we're doing over here. So keep it up. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're on YouTube. It helps us out so much. So please do that. It's free. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you're on the audio version, subscribe there if possible. Turn on notifications. We will be back tomorrow. We'll have some more episodes. We'll lead you into the Minnesota game, and then we'll get you ready next week for Purdue and that big stretch. That's all going to be coming up here in the next few days here on Locked on Hoosiers. So until next time, Hoosier fans, stay safe, and I'll talk to you later.